Hi there. So I'm very excited about the interview that you're about to see or listen to. Um, this person, Ann Trowbridge, is a very accomplished writer. She's a romance author who has many published works. She's been writing for a lot of years. Um, and it's given her time to work her stories and rework them and improve them. And uh, as she said in the interview, Kendall Vela really helped to re-energize herself as a writer. And um, so she's she has some works published on Kendall Vela and she has other works published just uh, on regular Kendall. And she has paperbacks out which you can find at Walmart and Barnes and Noble. And anyway, I, I put the links in the description below in the show notes. And um, yeah, uh, I think you'll find, I think if you're, if you are a writer, you will find this interview very helpful. And she talks about the way that she markets her books and she talks about her process as a writer. Um, and I, I just found it very illuminating and I hope you do too. And so without further ado, I give you Anne Trowbridge. Anne Trowbridge, um, welcome. Thank you for meeting with me. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. Um, so I've I've now read two of your books. Um, they're both Kindle Vela. I read The Distance Between Us and The Second Chance Romance, um, Hidden Identity and Second Chance. I think that's uh, what I find most striking about your work is um, the sort of the themes there. Um, so first, do you want to kind of say some introductory words about about who you are as a writer and what kind of what you're working on now and kind of I don't know where you've been okay like, um I think where I am as a writer is sort of you're talking about themes uh my theme I think is realizing dreams even uh you know even when maybe you thought that uh they were long ago buried I um had always wanted to 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 write to write a book and when i first got married i um i had done a, a bunch of traveling with uh you know my, my husband on our honeymoon and then with some girlfriends and i finally had some ideas start sparking for some for some stories so i took the plunge and i started writing and i wrote my first book um the bridesmaid which is also on vela Okay. Um, and it kind of got the juices flowing. And I, I liked that idea of like trips kind of as inspiration. And that's kind of what, um, got the idea hopping for the honeymoon, the second chance romance that, um, that you read, um, this idea of a couple stuck on their honeymoon in sort of this disaster of a honeymoon and you know can they um can they fix what 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 went wrong um so i and then i wrote that one and then my husband and i started having 
kids um and and that condenses a lot of me trying to uh to sell the books and i you know i had gotten I've gotten a little bit uh you know inroads with them and but editors kept on asking for different changes so i ended up with like different versions of my stories and i don't, I don't know i was just frustrated and i put them all aside and i we had our kids and um and that was kind of that for years and then i took another trip um like maybe 10 years later and this was to ireland and that popped another idea in my mind for a, an, another story so then i had these three manuscripts um and in 20 years had gone by at this point um and I, I finished up my, my master's recently and I decided I had, you know, I had completed this dream of, of getting my master's. I think it's time to finish my dream of, of publishing these books. And that's kind of, it was a really long-winded story, I'm sorry, but that's kind of what brought me to um, just go ahead and, and self-pub them and, and realize this dream. Um, I had from the earlier two books, Bridesmaid and Honeymoon, I had like all these older versions and the technology was like way out of date, um, like hilariously out of date. And so I started with the third book first um, and that's the first one I published. Uh, I don't believe you've read this one. Um, it's called Curveball. Yeah, well, I know I haven't read it, but I'm, I'm going to read it actually. I'm, I'm very interested in that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah this one, um, I, I would, uh, hold it up, hold it hold, up. Hold it up. Um, I was in, uh, like I said, uh, on this trip in um, Ireland. And again, it's like, it's been so long that I don't even remember the impetus of really the idea, but um, I had this idea for, um, you know, a, a ladies on, on a, just a holiday and runs into this mysterious American man with a, a secret in, in Dublin. Um, and, and that's, uh, sort of the, the story for that one. Um, and so that's the one I started with, cause it was, it was the most recently written. It didn't have like the technology issues that honeymoon and, and bridesmaid had, and it, I hadn't tried to sell it. So I didn't have all these versions of it. It just was like in the best condition. So, um, a friend of mine helped me and we, you know, we, he edited it and, and we did the cover and, and he published it for me, um, or you know, paged it for me and I published it. Um, so once I had that one out there, the, the story of, of Curveball is basically like the mysterious American man is, um, he's a, a former baseball player and he has, has sort of destroyed his life and walked away from his career because of a, a mistake in a game. He was at this cocky pitcher and he injures another player. So after we published that one, I got this idea for to make it more of a, of a series, what happens to the player that he injured. So that's what the next book is out of the park is Tommy's story. He's the, the rookie who gets injured in this, you know, this hor horrific mistake that, um, that Zach makes. So, um, so then it just sort of started a, a series. So once the floodgates opened, I just started writing furiously. I wrote that book two to curveball. Um, 
I wrote a little novella. This is Zach's uh, and Emma's story later, you know, a, a wedding novella. It's like a little itty bitty book. <laughs> um, and that one's a free, the ebook is free with sign up to my newsletter. Oh, um, but uh and and then i discovered bella and that's gotten my juices flowing even more so yeah um i like how you kind of i guess bella helped you to rework the honeymoon like to yes. kind of get it updated and, and then exactly the well, feedback and well exactly yeah and I, like i said it was it had lots of funny problems with technology like they had all these issues like you know tons of, of paragraphs and sentences spent looking for internet cafes trying to get an outside line in the hotel like silly stuff that all i had to do was like remove all of that and put you know he picked up his phone um so that was kind of funny but um yeah so i i kind of had to update that um the bridesmaid i ended up leaving it set back in time i kind of left its technology because a lot of the plot kind of hinges on when it was written which is post 9 11. um there's a lot of sort of that feelings about fear of travel and you know terrorism and stuff that i felt like if i tried to update it to now would be a little clunky or, or something so i ended up not doing as much work on that one but with honeymoon like i said i had all these versions of it um because like i said editors had asked for different changes one editor um this one <laughs> sticks in my head she was like um i you know i i like the basic story and i like the characters but i think the real story is what happens after the honeymoon and i was like oh well. girl what like <laughs> Why don't, why don't you write after the honeymoon? And I wrote the honeymoon. Um, so I just had all this like- Change the title, but- <laughs> I, know, I just had all this dissonance in my head about it. So I ended up looking back at my different versions and kind of knitting together like a Franken version of, of a few of them, like the best parts of this one and, and that one. Um, because I, I think earlier versions their their second chance wasn't quite as authentic it wasn't quite as hard earned they you know um they didn't really kind of put in the work um so that's kind of the the goal of that one so it um it got longer it's going to be a little bit longer book but uh because of that but um that one's actually god willing um coming out this week um but here's the the cover Oh, yeah, that's nice. Um, I don't know if you can see it. So that's the book. That's the Kindle book. This will be, yeah, it's coming out Kindle and paperback. Okay. It's supposed to be this week. But... Okay, cool. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple things there. I think, um, yeah, in the honeymoon, I like how, you know, you get the, t you know, I I've always heard this thing, like you always want, like, like, with especially with romance like one of the characters has to kind of work a little bit harder than the other one <laughs> you know and and I like how you have the girl kind of 
really pulling in most of the work. And then at the end, um, he kind of has to step it up a little bit. So that was kind of cool. Um, but um, but honestly, like what really pulls me into your work is the those themes that that you like to get on and the um the archetypes and stuff and and so I want to talk a little bit about how you feel about about those tropes and archetypes and, and stuff because I feel like especially with the distance between us you really get into that a little more yeah, yeah it's it's funny you've like really identified something I've tried to work on oh. everybody whoever you know they they say that um it with marketing you especially with with romance mm. you, you do better if you've really identified the trope um mm. because there are readers who they they like second chance romances or they're looking for you know a, a friends to lovers romance or whatever they, they you can market to the trope mm. so i hadn't thought about tropes in my earlier books I just wrote what I wanted to write in you know the the bridesmaid and in the honeymoon so it wasn't until I was trying to publish them that I sort of retroactively looked back and thought oh well I guess the honeymoon's kind of a second chance romance isn't it you know mm -hmm. um so it was really sort of I was trying to shoehorn in a, a, a trope just in trying to think about marketing so I was I was trying to be like better about it um, with with the my work going forward um, rather than play guessatrope after I'm done um, more kind of right to it so yeah. I tried to do that with um, with the the distance between us which mm -hmm. and as you said um, the the subtitle I I put a, a hidden identity uh, romance um, but it's kind of funny because it's hard, <laughs> it's hard to, to like even nail it down because it's also sort of a grumpy sunshine a little bit. And it's, it's sort of a, like a pen pal texting kind of trope also, you know? So it's like, well, which one is it more? Like, I'm not very good at this, <laughs> but, um, but I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to make yeah. it, you know, clear I, to the market what it is. I think it's definitely more hidden identity. You than know? those other things. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because he's not really grumpy like, yeah more like broken right my grumpy yeah. my my like kind of grumpy characters are more just sort of yeah broken which yeah. I'm, I'm not very good with grumpy I guess yeah and he's definitely hiding so <laughs> yeah he's <laughs> hiding for sure yeah but um yeah and and another thing I liked about in that one was I loved the uh the notes in that one um, like when you talk about being a panster versus a plotter, um, that, uh, that's fascinating. And actually, I think you had said that you were, I got it written down here that when you wrote the bridesmaid, that was kind of more of a panster kind of just winging it. You know? I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I just sort of like wrote the story I wanted to write. Yeah. And then, yeah, like I would find myself sort of wrapping it up. And it'd be like, oh, well, this is only actually, you know, 5,000 words and I've already come to the end. Like I had to sort of force myself to create those little moments of, of you know, sort of a up and down in the, in the bigger journey of, of, the, of the couple. There yeah. has to be, you know, 
smaller moments and 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 bumps in the road and um that sort of thing so that's where i realized girl you gotta outline this this is not going anywhere you know anywhere good um so i sort of realized early on that i am not a panther i have to plan it out i just have to yeah yeah so um did you have like did you kind of do that on your own or did you have some some educational like 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 i don't know what you got your master's degree in but was that well my my background is kind of all over the place i am i was in publishing for years um educational publishing um it was uh used to be school prentice hall yeah uh, like textbooks used to be prentice hall now it's pearson um i was there 18 years um but uh uh, the the whole industry is kind of shifting and changing and i ended up going into um teaching because you can use like an existing degree and take some classes and and become a a teacher in um in my state so i'm i now uh, teach uh middle school language arts but um i I decided I needed a little bit more than just the, the few classes to become a teacher um, to really help my students. Um, I, you know, they have a lot of like reading issues that I just didn't really know how to help them with. So um, my my degree actually, I'm, I'm a, a reading specialist. I've got that certification now, um, master's in, in reading. Um, so yeah, I didn't really have like formal. Yeah training but my background is all sort of in yeah like writing and books and yeah like I mean helping people to read and and just working in textbook publishing like all of that you I'm sure you learned plenty of structure doing all of that (laughs) it helped yeah Yeah. for sure (laughs) and then my my friend who's actually helping me publish my books um I met him at at uh you know, Pearson, what is now Pearson. Um, so he and I like know how to put together like, you know, a professional looking book. We weren't just winging it. We know, yeah. you know. Yeah, so my notes are kind of a mess. They uh, they don't have any structure to them, but basically <laughs> I wrote down a few things that, um, that, that came to me while I was reading um, The Hidden Identity Romance and uh, um, I, I noticed, I think at one point you said in one of your notes that you hate love triangles. <laughs> so as a reader, I don't want to read love triangles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that I, really yeah. is the fun thing about Vela is because you can make those personal little comments. Oh, yeah. You, you don't have that opportunity in a, in a regular, you know, uh, publishing environment. And that's what makes Vela so personal. I can make those sort of little goofy behind the, the scenes comments. I... I think I mentioned um, that uh, that the distance between us, that series, is the first time I'm writing in first person, and I sort of blathered on about how I didn't used to like first person, but now I've grown to to really love it. And romance as a whole um, has sort of shifted to to the preference of first person point of view. And um, so I, I sort of talked about that and I put in a little poll about whether people prefer first person or third person, you know, so it's just, 
it's fun. You can sort of interact with your readers in a way that you can't, you know, really otherwise. Yeah, I, I don't know. I probably participated in that poll, but I don't remember. What I said. <laughs> you remember your answer? I probably said I don't know because you know it's it's hard. It's hard. I mean, I like first part. I you know, just if it's written well, it's good. <laughs> well, that was one of my my choices. Yeah. It just has to be written well. Yeah. So that's probably yeah, what you. It has to be written well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the miscommunication trope. Talk about that. That was in your episode twenty note for the same story. Um, what do you mean by that? Um, sometimes as a reader, it's, mm. you're, you're reading a, a book, you know, a romance, and there will be a whole problem between the couple simply hinging on the fact that they're not talking to each other. If only they had said, you know, whatever. Yeah admitted something or or had one single conversation none of whatever unfolds after that would have happened and yeah. as a reader that can be really like like frustrating you know um it, it just feels cheap or something so yeah. I, I can't remember exactly what um the point in the story was but I, I, I remember writing the note like I think I'm flirting a little bit here with the miscommunication trope but you know, for, for whatever reason, I had to a little bit employ it. Um, I, I think what I was saying there was that Max, this character who's sort of hiding his identity, he's had this, this great trauma in his life, um, but is trying to grow and be better so he can be with Lily, um, has obviously is not going to be a good communicator like he's not been doing it. He's been hiding and, and not talking to anybody. So that's what I think what I was trying to say was, you know, I, I'm aware that this a little bit flirts with the miscommunication trope, but yeah. it's true to the character. He doesn't know how to communicate. Yeah, I find that very interesting. I want to try to notice that more in other stories. Like, like you know, I just want to try to notice when authors kind of do that, you know? Well, yeah, it, it just, I mean, sometimes it works, but sometimes it's frustrating. You're like, oh my gosh, would you just talk to each other? Like, I, you know, um, and that's when it gets, you know, annoying as a reader. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, sometimes maybe they're not ready to talk yet. Like maybe even if they would try to talk about it, they would still be that because they're not quite where they need to be individually. Haven't yeah processed it yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly yeah you already mentioned the grumpy sunshine thing yeah i i didn't really think that that applied too much um well she's a, a definite like yeah. stereotypical sunshine but he yeah, yeah he's not really grumpy he's just kind of yeah well i like how you kind of pull back a little bit from that stereotype even with her because i mean you know she kind of has that that that, that bad thing, you know, said about her and she gets kind of down and she has her moment too. So yeah, yeah. Her moment of self-doubt. That book sort of launched and I, I didn't, it kind of in the same way that once I'd written Curveball, suddenly I had this idea for continuing it as a series and, and writing about that other character that kind of happened with, with this series. I wrote this, this hidden identity story about this poor, broken 
uh, man and this you know, sort of little burst of sunshine that he gets a, a crush on. And, um, and in the story, he's got these two brothers and almost, I wasn't very far at all into that story when it was just screaming to me, oh my gosh, this is a series. You've got to write about these two brothers. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I just actually finished like in the last couple of days, the second book um, and it's, it's up on Bella now about Jake, the, the one the yeah. brother who's been helping Max. And um, so I finished that and I laid down tracks in the end of that one to kind of launch the third brother's story, uh, Mitch, the one who's sort of isolated from them off in California. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, it was like so clear in my mind that I have been, it's just pouring out of me. I wrote three chapters yesterday, two chapters today. Like that story is just like blah, 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 coming right out of me. So um, the, the series will be <laughs> complete before the summer's over the way I'm going. Well, it's going to be a trilogy, the, the Cruise to Love series. Yeah, Cruise. Well, that's their last name is yeah. Cruise. So yeah. I was trying to be like clever. Yeah, but, yeah, it's, it's cruising along, it sounds like. Um, but yeah, it's like I said, it's, it's, yeah. uh, I kind of struggled with, with Jake's story for a while for some reason, the, the second book. I, it was kind of, I don't know, it was giving me fits for a while. But then once I, once it all kind of like solidified in my head and, and I had sort of a, a light bulb moment for what's going on with Mitch, the, the separated brother, then it's, ever since then, it's just been like, <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah i love that jake and mitch are like like covered in tattoos and like they've got the rock star hair and everything mm. i thought that was great um but you make them like they're they're just so like they're kind of soulful like <laughs> lily actually calls max the soulful guy but i mean oh, like, yeah. his brothers are totally like you get the sense like they're just they're they're deep souls too you know so yeah i think that's what the, where the first person point of view kind of helps you open up a character that way mm -hmm. i think like i don't know it's it's easier somehow to like deep dive into them and make them more real or something yeah uh, yeah I, I, i've been like i said i've been just inundated with this whole story <laughs> eating my head right now I, I it's um kind of all i'm thinking about but um, yeah, I just, it's really come together. I've really been enjoying it so much. And it's, um, it's in addition to being first person, at, you know, as a change from the other things I've written, um, the other thing that's kind of different about it is that it's new adult, it's younger characters. All my other characters have been like in their thirties, um, John and Olivia from the honeymoon are in their forties. Um, so these guys, you know, Max and Mitch and Jake are all in their 20s. It's definitely a younger, yeah. you know, younger story. But definitely, I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that because that, that's been big on my mind too, the way that you're, um, the way you've gone from that older to younger. Um, the way you write it, it's, it's so easy to kind of connect back to how that feels being that new adult and oh, trying good. That's good to hear. things out you know I mean, um, sometimes it's, it's the the feelings aren't really all that different but um 
just to go back to something that was really funny and cute um in the in the max story the the hidden identity romance the distance between us um you had that moment where they first saw each other you know and the the yeah. the light the, the look the, the lightning and everything and i think you said something like it was like a soap opera, like soap opera aesthetic or something oh you know in my note yeah 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 that was really cute um that was adorable and and then of course they had that other kind of dramatic moment where he kind of saves her and he chases the <laughs> the mugger down the street that's hilarious um <laughs> he's a little hero superman yeah he's a hero so um all right. Do you have anything else you want to say, maybe more personal, more about about yourself, or what? Oh, yeah. Know, like um, advice, maybe advice I'm, uh, writers. Well, like I said, really, it's just I think my big advice is to not give up. I mm -hmm. I shopped and shopped and shopped uh, honeymoon and bridesmaids so hard, you know, back um, and this was back before you just did everything over email so you know i'm printing out copies of my manuscripts and mailing them and waiting for months and you know it was just uh ugh, it was a lot of work and, and i've got a whole stack of of rejections or um oh we like it would you change this and then you change it uh, no you know no thank you um so that was just a. Uh, uh, just a very frustrating time and like I said eventually I just shelved the whole thing um and you know we had our kids and 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 whatever and then my whole career changed and I got a you know um got my master's and I, I got my master's actually literally 30 years after I finished my bachelor's so and then I started writing again it's like mm -hmm. it's never too late don't you know don't think that because it didn't work the first time that you can't change something and try it a different way um when i came back to it i just my friend that i am working with that i told you about um he said you know self-publishing is a whole different thing than it was back when you were trying to originally sell your books um so i yeah. i took this leap you know and and it's just been so exciting and rewarding and um i just would definitely say not to not to give up um because you know like i said i yeah. a lot of time went by between starting my dream and then sort of starting to realize it and um and uh, i don't know i just i really think that that's the, the the takeaway for me is not to not to give up and i and i have to tell myself that too because it's not like um you know, I'm still trying to to build up an audience and and find my readers and figure out marketing and you know all all those things. That there's still a lot to learn and a lot to do. But um, I don't know. I'm enjoying it. It's fun. I I you know I don't know. Definitely, just keep going. Yeah, I think you have the right idea. Just having fun with it and mm -hmm. just cut your cut yourself some slack and you know <laughs> yes. just let yourself make mistakes sometimes and then just get back on and second chance right that's right there you go second chance it's a it's a, it's a trope <laughs> yes it is yeah. well thank you so much for this opportunity this is uh this has yeah. been fun it was fun yeah well enjoy the rest of your saturday thank you you too thank you <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.